can't wait to meet you. So join the animatronic family. I don't know the words. What do you want to talk about? What is this? Um, welcome to season two. Earlier than we expected. Wanted you it's wait. 12, 1237 a.m. Ah. Um, everyone get a gla- cup of water. Drink some water. Hydrate yourself. Um, enjoy the show. There is no show. I feel like I've learned a lot. Since oh, yeah. the last one. May 26, 2020. What is it now? February 4th? February 4th? 3rd? I feel like I've grown a lot as a person. Mm-hmm. It's been and eight as months. a con- <laughs> <laughs> We could have had a child. <laughs> I'm glad to... I'm happy to report that I'm, I'm not bearing a child of any sort. Oh, not the Discord notification. <laughs> But I, I would love to say the same, you know. I'm happy that I have not pregnated anyone, pregnante anyone. Um, I have, I too have learned a lot. Um, cancel me for it, but you know, I've learned a lot about myself and how to fix myself. There's a lot of things I would have not done, do now that I have done in the past. Like, you know, I am ballsy enough to admit it. I have said I have said slur words, you know, but <laughs> I will oh. not say them again. And I do get anal on when people do say them because what was I? I was uneducated at the time. And what am I now? Educated. Kinda. Educated. E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D. Spells Bernie just... Sanders. Oh. What? <laughs> no, it doesn't. So, what's the topic? Um, have I wait? What, what would I be canceled for? Have I done anything wrong? Are we talking about like, what really wrong? we could have been canceled for? Yeah. What have I done? I'd be canceled for so many things. I know. Legit. L-E-G-I-T, legit. I know legit you'd be canceled for so much. But, like, on the same hand, you've done so much. Like, mm-hmm. like in the sense where, like, you've contributed good things as you've contributed bad things. <laughs> like, I bring balance. It's, it's perfect, like, you know, perfectly balanced as all things should be. Yes, exactly. I am the Which yin, I am scary. the yang. I am the disorder in the order. I am the I... Jedi and the Order 66. I am both cannot exist without one another. I am healthy. I am wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I am that B word. Oh my Can gosh. I swear? Yeah. Um, hello. We both got jobs now. Per. We making <gasps> money. <laughs> Period. I'm only making $10, but. You get what you can get in a society like this. I do want to say that I do not support the capitalistic nature of our society, but um, alas, I can't just announce my. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just I can't just say I like communism and not expect anything to come out of it. 
Um, I'm, I don't want to sound like that girl, but what is capitalism and communism? <laughs> I'm gonna, people are gonna kill me. I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Um, okay. Capitalism is what we live in right now. So it's all of our oh, businesses tax are the private rich. companies. Huh? No, keep going. I really don't know. I'm saying bullshit. No. We're owned by private companies. All of our companies right now are owned by private companies. Mm-hmm. Whereas communism, um, it's a complex theory, but basically it's the idea where um, we would all share everything mm-hmm. instead of owning things, if that makes sense. Nothing would be truly ours, and all of our work would be shared amongst a larger group. Meaning, no, no more private companies, no more big, no more billionaires, because they would have to share all their stuff. Oh. But the problem is, is that we would be self-run. Like the government would be self-run, and we don't really trust people to not become dictators with that kind of power. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But I'm no expert. If you actually do post this clarification, I'm not an expert. I know just the bare minimum. Like I, poli- like this area of politics is mm-hmm. not something I'm super educated about either. Because I don't like theory. Like personally, I don't want to read theory. I don't like reading theory, mm-hmm. um, which is what this is, right? Ca- mm-hmm. Communism, all that kind of stuff. Well. Um, Okay, I'm going. more of a social social justice rather, and I know economically social like social justice and economic justice kind of fall hand in hand. But I'm still, eight, I just turned eighteen. I live with my parents. I, you know, I don't have enough bearing on my life to just suddenly change my lifestyle in regards of learning about about the you know like the downfalls of what's it called learning about the downfalls of capitalism and stuff well on the other hand i have my master's in every major uh imaginable you know i am the archive (laughs) and all i have to say is (laughs) oh my god this is why people come this is why people listen to us because we're experts. I will give you the insight yeah. to the best of my it's ability. Like about, it's like about performative activism. <gasps> Y'all, I wrote a article about that. It has yet to be published. Um, We need to work on that publishment team. Okay, so um, performative activism. Here's something. Everyone is guilty about it. Like, I don't, I don't think everyone realizes it, but everyone, even myself, like, we're all guilty about it. That's why I don't, oh, sorry, I hit the table. That's why I don't post as much of, like, that, like, pretty picture kind things anymore. Oh, like, a lot on social media, like, you know, that phrase of, like, you know, actions speak louder than uh words. I don't, I don't know how it's word. I'm not no author, but then that's, that's what, um, that, that's really true. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, this, 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 that, 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 that. I'm like, okay, when are you going to start incorporating that into your uh, life? You life, know? yeah. Yeah, as for me, like, you know, I'm not I'm not ho- hanging a Hawaiian flag on my um, wall and, you know, but I, I know I'm not no Kanaka. I know, but then, you know, some people do it for the act. They want to prove something. 
but then I try to incorporate a lot of things into my life like you know people when they say China man's hat I'm like oh no that's Mokoli'i or like you know people refer to the right. continental US as the mainland and that triggers me because like I'm just trying to incorporate accuracy into my life I think that's something that a lot yeah, of definitely. us can work on and when it comes to performative activism like you can be all like you could be like oh yeah i support this cause because x y and z and like you know it's great to Mm -hmm. educate yourself about that and all that stuff but you you really have to be involved you have to be constantly reading up on things and like educating yourself because things change a lot and you know not calling out the people who uh were quote like you know performative activists during the whole blm movement but we don't we hard i the people i see who you used to rapidly post about on a day-to-day basis don't like i don't see like that they care about it anymore or even the whole blackout tuesday thing like all those people i don't see them active anymore and i hate that we treat civil justice movements as trends because they happen for a long long time and you know i'm happy to say that you know we live in hawaii where you know we don't actually have to we don't we don't it's not as common as we like it is up in new york or texas or it is on the continent because those people are still you know fighting every day for blm Mm -hmm. and all of their civil justices like i follow a lot of tiktokers and like you know they they post about it every day and it's crazy to me that it's still happening every day but it's not covered by the media and that's something that makes me mad too that the media only covers what they wanted to do i mean i'm like yeah i guess in like media terminology it's outdated because it's six months old but like you would rather showcase like i don't know no, oh, yeah, definitely. I know what you mean. It's um, sorry, not not to make this about. Well, I, when I say performing activist, performing, performing, performative activism, an instance of that like, directly in my life was when the Mulan movie came out, and like everyone gave me shit. Everyone gave me shit because I was like, no, I'm not going to watch it because, like, the facts are blatantly there where it was filmed, who was part of the filming, what this actress, who she represents, and what she said in her past, and how she has not taken it back by any means. And as my family came, as us, as my family has come from Hong Kong, like, that's where my, that's where they, um, that's where, you know, fob kind of stuff, fresh off the boat, that's where they immigrated from. They, they ran from communism. How many, how many of their family members died to it? How many Chinese people, how many people have died to these things? And you, you have the audacity to say that there's no police brutality happening in Hong Kong. Like, that pisses me off. So then I, there's something in my power that I could directly do to affect, to change something, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that those same people who are posting all the pictures, all the infographs and stuff, they go, you're being overdramatic. It's just a movie. They got aunties and uncles, and they're all like saying, "Like it's just a movie, you know." Like we just, we just want to watch um Bruce Lee, and we just want to watch um Jet Li, like you know, like that's what we're here for. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're still con- contributing to the problem at hand. Mm-hmm. These are small, basic things that we can do as civilians because power to the um consumers, cough cough, power to the consumers. Um, 
but you don't want to do it because you're afraid of being judged or you're afraid of like missing out on something it's yeah you're so you're doing it for the sake of like literally for the sake of being respectful yeah but anyway it's it's crazy yeah and about the seeing people i i continue to post Mm-hmm. some um, infographs do I post as often as I did before no mm-hmm. but I I've kind of changed my some motive I've changed my what I post about about stuff that I currently care about so inv- like it's, it's invasive species month mm-hmm. I really like plants here's some here's some cool things about the plants happening plant crimes environmental crimes all that kind of stuff things that are important to me and how I can change it indirectly instead of I don't want to say worrying but causing stress causing a lot of stress around situations that i can't directly control in any way that kind of stuff i'm not saying blm is not something i can't directly control i still do whatever i can to read to read about it to educate myself because mm-hmm. at the bottom that's you know at the end of the day i'm not black i don't i can't speak for them i can't speak up over them because they've and spoken over for so long all i can do is be an ally and what do you need me to do do you want me to sign this petition mm-hmm. gotcha here's my signature do you want me to spread this information gotcha here you go can i can i drop five dollars here sure i can if i can't i'm sorry i'll share it with my family maybe someone else can and that's super important because you know as for i like i'm not black either but you know the important thing is that we provide them with a platform and we provide like you know our Mm -hmm. minority communities with these opportunities to speak up and like such an important thing during the blm uh, movement was that like you're not there to like take the spotlight you're there to enhance their experience and to give them to let them lead like you don't lead the crowd you let them lead you're there to support them you're there to protect them and you know if you were a Caucasian, you know, uh, attending these protests, you're there to protect them with your, with your privilege. You're not there to use your privilege to direct things. You're there to listen and just take it in. Yep, exactly. Uh, and that's that's what a big part of activism looks like these days is just listening. Mm-hmm. What do these What do these minorities need? What do these people of color need in their communities just to succeed? You assuming all these things. You assuming we need this. You assuming we need that. Is not. It's not the move. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. One hundred percent. And I for I really forgot what I was gonna say, but I feel like it's super important to mention that it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to not know. The like the something that really struck me and what I keep in my Instagram bio because I think it is super relevant like across the board is the importance of learning and unlearning like you have to be willing to unlearn what you know and you have to be willing to learn new things like I didn't realize how westernized my education was when I was in public school or like even now but that's a whole different thing like Mm right now like when you get to high school post high school you that's when you start really educating yourself because a lot of people like we i didn't even realize that like you know the 
we were told like oh the worst of slavery was that like you know they were forced to pick cotton and they're beaten but then there's so much a deeper level on that like you know like on tiktok you know there's these people educating people about like they used black babies for crocodile or alligator hunting i can't remember which but then they were also used to breed like they're forced to be breed and they would sell their children like it was nuts like and that's the shit that we don't get educated on and that we should be the reality yeah tough the tough shit mm -hmm, because everything's romanticized for our caucasian audience everything is um everything is westernized yes and it's everything is america won america Mm -hmm. did this america did that like that's why I don't, I don't like U.S. history or I never did like U.S. history whenever I did have a class or some kind of lecture about it and Native Americans were involved they would talk they, they would talk about them like they were friends mm-hmm. they would explain that their relationships between each other were, were not tense they were happy they were joyful they were was it they were positive and it's, it pains me because as, as a Native Hawaiian we we relate the most to them literally mm-hmm. like our land was taken just like not just like clearly theirs was um i don't want to say more intense necessarily but theirs was it was on a larger scale mm-hmm. and it sucks that it happened we actually could just change scratch that we shouldn't be comparing both situations to any means but rather understanding like how we uh, these two communities can come together and mm-hmm. I guess grieve over that and that's like if you want to talk about local justice in general uh, that's going to get people riled up alright I think as a as some like as a the Kanakamoli or whatever or somebody who does stand for who does who um currently and publicly supports the Hawaiian community and what we are trying to achieve as Kanakamoli, I think it's really important for us to, hum- not humble, but to remember that some people f- don't want to speak up because they don't feel Hawaiian enough. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to stand by us because they don't feel like they would do enough being there. And I think that's such an awful like stigma that we've placed on these other native Hawaiians who, who they might care just as much but they don't look like us they might care just as much but they they didn't learn how to speak Hawaiian like all these things and that's that is not our place to say that doesn't make you Hawaiian doesn't make you like um I don't know an interesting example is like I guess I don't want to drop I don't want to name drop <laughs> <laughs> I mean like but like one of my one of our friends, our mutual friends, um, he's junior. I'm not gonna share anymore. He's a, we both know him. But anyway, he recently he's kind of like turning a new leaf or whatever, and right? he doesn't like you know that that those edgy memes that incels on Reddit look at like the racist ones, not mm-hmm. like all those gross ones. He doesn't do that anymore, and he was saying how he's become more aware of purpose and his place in society and especially as a native Hawaiian he never once felt himself really resonating with the culture he never felt he he never once called himself like oh 
I'm Hawaiian kind of mm-hmm. thing. And he was okay with that, for lack of better words. But I, I thought that was so sad to hear that he was just okay with not being considered Hawaiian enough. And that's something we have to change as a local community is to encourage. Like, there's two. I think there's a difference between being local and a difference between being Hawaiian. Being Hawaiian does not define. It's not defined by your blood quantum. It's mm-hmm. defined as what you respect, what you value, and who you decide to. What you decide to do with that power, with that knowledge, that ike, that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of perform- performative activism and the local community definitely mm-hmm. and it's hard to call out because i'm just a kid i don't know any better That's i'll never know true. any better i mean like going like building on that like i like i haven't done a lot of like i wasn't really connected with the hawaiian side of myself i was never like culture like tapped in with my culture and like taking this english class i were taking ap comp really made me think a lot about myself like i like learning like i didn't learn that blood quantum was a western concept till recent like literally last like last semester because you know the whole idea of blood quantum was to erase native heritage and like oh yeah now you're white like after four generations you're caucasian now that's the whole idea behind blood quantum and then i didn't realize how much like native i am like that whole thing like oh you're not hawaiian enough like that's just i don't know how to put it into words because like i still don't feel that way where like because like i never learned my native tongue and all of that stuff and it makes me look back my freshman and sophomore year i wish i learned i wish i took my hawaiian classes more seriously because I would love to, I would love to speak Hawaiian because it's, it's, there's something about the Hawaiian language is so powerful is that like every, every word is symbolic towards something. Like even though we were making a joke about like the word punchy in Hawaiian, there was like Hawaiian symbolism behind it. Like it's just Mm. even like the little things like that is so beautiful. Like as someone who wanted to major in like, communications like you know english that whole word department you know linguistics yeah that whole thing that was that's super like that's literally like candy right there the hawaiian language yeah i know what you mean i i'm i'm blessed to have parents who decided to put me in hawaiian immersion and and uh, you know what the shittiest shittiest thing is Parents aren't confident enough to keep their kids in Kaipuni for as long as they kept as long as they can. And that's that's so sad mm-hmm. because I wish we had confidence in our Hawaiian immersion education that we can keep them in Hawaiian from K to twelve and expect them to excel. Because like that's the whole thing with Kamehameha schools, right? It's to give advantage to give an advantage to the native Hawaiian population as if they were already at a disadvantage in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Pauai, Bernice Pauai Bishop, the princess wrote that in regards to her time in hopes that things would be better for us. But I hear kids like at school like, oh, I hate Hawaiian. Oh, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? It, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts a little bit because 
they're not ask they're asking you to pass with the C. They're they're not asking you to take four years of wine. I took four years of wine. They're not asking you for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're asking you to do the bare minimum to keep to keep the language alive, to keep our culture alive, to like spark something in you to care just enough about your culture to want to give back to your community. That is it. Because that is something that a KS student should leave with. Now you have the privilege. Like, it is. It is a privilege to attend our school. Mm-hmm. It's not luck. It's not, yes, it's hard work, but it's not luck. That is the last thing. It was not you were randomly picked out of a jar. I guess the kindergartners were a different deal, but if you got in at any other time, it was not luck. And you now have the privilege of saying, I graduated from commitment schools. Now, what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. to help those who don't have that privilege of graduating from here who don't have that name on your back especially if you care about the local community so like oh, it comes all back to what's gonna um how ks encourages not encourages how they want us to go out and go to ivy league schools put your name out there in the continent in the continent right make yourself known but they're hoping you come back yet when we come back we don't have jobs to come back to Mm-hmm. don't have like especially those they're encouraging in steam they have here is like environmental sciences and stuff like that biochem not here bioengineering not here that's not the kind of stuff you marine science yeah you can find that here but by the time you come back guess who have t- guess who took it mm-hmm. that that was it um that exchange student from san diego that's who took your job and now you have to stay on the mainland if you want to make a living with the degree you got. And once, and su- surprise, surprise, it all comes back down to um, what our economy is based off of. We're so dependent on tourism that we don't give our kids a chance to come back and give back. Mm-hmm. And, and when you talk about um, you wish you learned the language. Bro, you can always learn the language. There's always time for you to learn stuff. There's always time for you to try again. Language is like forever, I guess, in the least cringiest way possible. It's never gonna just suddenly walk away from you or refuse to be learned by you. And I encourage that on everybody. I wish Hawaiian was normalized, like how Pigeon is normalized. Mm-hmm. And, um, like right now, hello, I'm not speaking Hawaiian right now, but I wish I had the confidence to speak Hawaiian more often. So, you know, like, I'm not around my friends. I wish I had the confidence to speak Hawaiian. Yeah. But it's, it's touching to know that you feel insecure about being Hawaiian or that you don't feel it enough because that isn't talked about enough. That these are real things that people of my of like mixed cultures feel. This is definitely a, was it an identity crisis type of moment? Very much like so. how it looks super Asian, or like how I look Asian, mm-hmm. but I'm more con- like connected with my Hawaiian side. Yeah. Does it make sense? It don't add up. It don't add up. That was a lot. That was. Sorry, you got me talking about it. <laughs> Can't wait to meet you. No join the animatronic fam. How do you how do you end such a real and true thing 
on a positive note. Because it's been 27 minutes. Not the dads. Oh my gosh, I was actually... Reach, reach you. And then the guy who's doing it in the bathroom. And then he's oh the coworker. God. And then the door just opened. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you made it all the way here, thank you. You know, the, the, my, the whole like, point of my podcast is to bring, you know, fun energy while tackling serious topics. Dude, this is not fun energy. This is so melancholy the entire time. In the beginning, it was funny. It was fun. I don't know. I'm trying to take it in a more serious direction. Season one was all like, oh yeah, expert. Like, you know, oh yeah, me, Jaden, and Kylie, we play Minecraft. And then now it's like, we're talking about why the world is on fire. But, you know, it's all about learning. Okay, wait, wait. Can I just put my... Two cents. Before we end it, end it. Yeah, my two cents. In oh. regards of our season, or what, our season finale. <laughs> <laughs> that episode had to be taken off the air. <laughs> I'd like to thank our viewers for giving us over 100 views. I know, 300? Um, y'all nuts. For all. 300 views. You, 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 you hella nuts. Thank you for that, guys. Um, If you enjoyed it, negatively or positively, if you enjoyed it, give us a sub. <laughs> Drop a like down in the comment section below. Um, so we know what kind of content you're enjoying, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, do you like... Or shoot me an email. Uh, if you want my Instagram, Jordan.Nunez. Uh, I respond to everything immediately. Sometimes it depends. You have to get me out a good time. Um, then I guess we'll just end it here. Season 2 episode one of jordan's judgment the podcast can i be a regular i want to be a regular oh my gosh yeah okay <laughs> you could be oh, are you season two's regular because season one it was kylie are you my yes. regular for season two? Oh y'all she's she's the regular she's the regular for this season follow me on instagram anuwu a-n-n-u-w-u pretty catchy right um, okay, that's it. I think that's it. That's, that's it. That's I'm a wrap. Just gonna post it like this. That's a wrap. Unedited realness. Yep, that's a wrap.